Sensitivity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium healer, numerologist, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether it's through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there's always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. Welcome to the Psychic Hour, everybody. I'm Kelly Brickle on WLKTB Let's Talk Radio, and this is the debut show. So how cool, how awesome is that? Um, This show is going to be about all things energy, psychic, um, mediumship. We're going to cover modalities like numerology, um, card reading, and really learning about yourself along the way. This is the first show and it's going to be kind of like a, hi, (laughs) you know, I'm me, I'm Kelly, welcome. Um, And you'll learn about a little bit about my journey. You'll learn about my passions and what we're going to be doing for the rest of the show and that to come. When we are delving into the full flow of the Psychic Hour, we're going to be having guests on. We have Diet Renee coming in. Um, We have Maria Celeste, and we have a bunch of other people that I I have coming, just waiting to secure the dates. So as soon as they're in, I'll be telling you if they're coming and what they're going to be bringing to the table. We're going to have a lot of wonderful people on, okay? So it's going to be at its height, an interview series, just showcasing people in their best light, whether they are giving readings on air or they're teaching you, you know, the tools of the trade, or how they got into things, where they found their confidence, where they found their gifts, where they found their interests, because my goodness, psychic work, mediumship work, energy work, healing work, you don't come into it knowing what you want to do. You don't. You're like, "Mm, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. And then it goes, bam, I better go that way. Or, oh gosh, I didn't expect to be here already. It could just be From the get-go, I don't know why I'm here, but I think I'm going to try this. Um, And, you know, even people who are just deep within the industry, um, you know, I've been developing for 17 years. Isn't that crazy? I've been developing a long time. It started as meditation, started as curiosity. Um, You know, I'll get into that. When I started, I didn't know that I was going to end up here. Maybe along the way, yeah. And even now where I am, I'm always tweaking what kind of teacher I want to be. I'm always tweaking how I want to share with audiences. I mean, this is a new format in itself. Not everyone is going to want to do radio. Not everyone is going to want to have a talk show, right? There are so many different ways to share our gifts and to, you know, shout our passions from the rooftops. And it just comes back to learning about the self. Um, I call this the psychic hour because... Um, probably the the most common type of reading I do is a psychic reading. So a numerology reading is a type of psychic reading, um, but I do psychic readings without modalities too as well. You know, people who read cards, those are psychic readings too as well. I do do mediumship, but I wanted to just give off who I was with 
the energy that I most frequently work with. And when it comes to psychic energy, it's all about the soul. It's all about learning about yourself. It's all about learning about other people. It's so much personal development work. When you're working with the mediumship world, when you're working with spirit, your duty is to get to know spirit. Your duty is to get to know your guides. Your duty is to get to know, you know, what people feel like on the other side, the different tones, vibrations, the different variations of what energy can be and what comes to you. You're doing that in a way with psychic, but it's a different kind of energy at the end of the day. And it heavily really goes back to what's in the person's energy field. And if you know what's going on within your own energy field, it's very easily to navigate that. It's very easy to go. Yeah, that's definitely not me. That's them because I know me or wow, I know myself so well that that vibration is something I've come across too. Whether it's in my healing journey or whether it's every day, like, you know, you see a bird all of a sudden you go, oh gosh, I think that might be in the reading today. Or you just get like this aha moment and you know, "Eh, yeah, that just thought I have right now might pertain to the reading today. Not that I'm looking for it. It just sometimes just drops in. So yeah, there's a lot of different things to talk about. And that's why I wanted to do the show. I love to talk about my passions. I love to talk about everything psychic mediumship, energy healing galore. So, you know, the number one thing here as you tune in, whether it's today, tomorrow, a month from now, if you have a question, put it in the comments. Please, I'd love to talk about your question. I'd love to explore, you know, what's on your mind regarding this work, because that's one of my favorite things to do. Just talk about it. Um, and then, hello. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for your your well wishes. Some people have been very kind today to congratulate um, and encourage this show because I mean, it's the first episode. My gosh, we're tweaking it as we go. Um, I got a new microphone. It's like actually quite pretty. Let me just be gentle as I move it. Got a, a new microphone. I got a new camera. It didn't work today, but that's okay. So next time you see me, I'm going to be even clearer. And, you know, I didn't overthink changing around the room. I was like, let me just kind of keep it blank canvas for a little bit. And then I'm just going to pop in some new stuff every once in a while. And we're just going to, we're going to build, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. All right. We're just going to, you're going to see like a picture back there of, you know, a past loved cat. You're going to see um, maybe the bookcase. I'm going to move my head. The bookcase is full of awesome stuff. If you can't see it, it's kind of a mystery right now, but it's full of like crystals. It's full of some neat books that I'm definitely going to be recommending. If you guys have any questions about like, hey, what should I be reading? Um, A lot of good stuff in there. Um, I have some giant crystals next to me, actually. Um, I'm not going to pick them up because I'm going to knock stuff over. When I don't have stuff around me, sometimes I make the attempts to, you know, lug my huge black tourmaline crystal um, right next to me and go, hey, yeah, it's the size of my head. It's kind of heavy with one hand. And I'll just be showing you some cool stuff just so you get to know me too. Um, You know, I I just, if I have something cool, I want to share it. That's who I am. And whether it's an object, 
a person, or just a thought. Yep, share away, because that's what I'm going to be doing with you. So, okay, to learn about me a little bit, my name is Kelly Brickle, as you can see, <laughs> with, my, with my giant name in the corner, Kelly Brickle, all right? But yes, I'm Kelly, and some of my background includes I'm certified by the Lisa Williams School of Spiritual Development. Um, Lisa Williams has been one of my really profound teachers in my own journey. Um, wonderful lady, wonderful person. And so within me understanding who I was along the way, Lisa, yes, absolutely was one of those guides um, who provided more structure, provided classes, provided development. And so I dove right in. Okay. I was into healing. I was into psychic, but I saw that she was teaching a class. And at the time she wasn't teaching um, as much because this was brand new in her school. This was like the debut. Speaking of the debut, right? Energy. This was the debut of her school, really. She had done kind of like a couple things here and there, but it was only for people like locally. So it wasn't talked about. So when I saw the opportunity to lear learn with Lisa, I was just like you know, looking online, right? We have to just like cast out the net and see what comes back to us. And online, I found this opportunity. I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I uh, am doing mediumship at home. <laughs> I'm meditating and I'm sensing spirit. Um, but I really, really want to do this class. And yeah, I had been doing you know, Reiki at that point. I had started my psychic development at that point. I was in psychic classes um, with a wonderful um, healer, psychic medium as well named Michael Tamura. And so I was definitely already on my journey and I had already had interest. But yeah, Lisa, her name came up. I dove right in and I got into the world of mediumship, like hands-on mediumship, not just I'm in my room developing. Let's see what happens, right? So I was thrown in and a lot of people had been doing it for years. There was only a couple of people that were kind of new in various ways. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, <laughs> here we go, right? And I, I really encourage that, right? If you are fresh to some of these topics, but you have genuine interests, you're welcome, you know? Stop on by, ask a question. No question is ever wrong. Okay. No question is ever wrong. And just meet the moment. Okay. And that's exactly what I did when I first got into mediumship. I met the moment and I learned so much. It was a five day class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a five day class. I want to say almost of six days. Hmm. I'd have to do the math on that. <laughs> but it was an abnormally long class because it was um, an intensive mediumship training. So it was like weeks, like eight weeks prep. So we were getting exercises of self-development. We had to do homework. We had to do journaling. It was a lot of self-development. You see, that's going to be a common theme here. Self-development and understanding, you know, your spirituality, understanding energy in various forms. And so then it culminated in a three-day class. I almost want to say it was a four-day class, <laughs> but it culminated in a class where it was in person. So it was like 30 people um, and Lisa 
And there was actually other people on staff, you know, coordinating this to come into being because it was, it was one of the, the first classes. So they were you know, making sure everything was teed and every, everything was set. She had a whole crew with her. It was really fascinating to watch how that class was set up just from the logistical standpoint. And so I'm just absorbing everything I can like a sponge. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, you know, or, you know, this is real, this is real, this is real. I knew it was real to a certain degree, but when you're around 30 other people like you and you're learning about yourself and they are able to do what you're able to do and they're able to be completely congruent, you know, for the most part and, you know, connected to the reality of, yeah, yeah, this is mediumship, this is psychic work and it's something I do and it's something I believe in and it's something I'm sharing with you and you can replicate that experience outside your own perception, that's when your spiritual development gets real. You're like, whoa, this is definitely, none of this is in my head. I mean, I wouldn't made it this far if it was in my head, but you're like, other people are sharing this with me and they're accurate and they're, they're here and they're rocking it. So what an amazing class. What an amazing experience. If anyone has an opportunity to train with Lisa, highly recommend it. And I love that so much that I trained with her for a handful of years and I became one of her master teachers. So I really just took on everything I loved and learned and I wanted to give it back to others because it really changed my life. Um, Some of the things I was confident in and some of the things I I wasn't. And that really filled in a lot of the blanks for me, that journey of, you know, I I took a series of classes with Lisa. That journey really solidified solidified a lot of my confidence, a lot of my understanding, a lot of just my uncertainty. So the number one thing, if you're developing and you're like, where do I go next? And if you're like ever stuck, reach out and find a good teacher. Make sure you get a teacher based on recommendations. Oh my gosh, recommendations are everything. And recommendations for people that you know, just because there's a recommendation on someone's website doesn't mean that that's what you're going to expect to get or receive, okay? Um, All about recommendations or get a part of a community, whether it's on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, And you can message some of the people, especially within the community, and be like, hey, who do you recommend? And that's just like an honest, heartfelt question. Who do you recommend? Where do you recommend that I go Like from this point? Um, The reason why I'm such an advocate for mentoring and teachers regarding psychic and mediumship work is because, my goodness, when you have that synergy of another person guiding you and leading you, your development and your blockages just blow away from you and accelerate your journey. Like you don't have, oh, I don't know what's going on. You have either someone directly answering you or acting as a springboard saying, hey, I've never had that experience too, but it sounds a little bit like this or it could be like that. You don't feel alone. You're encouraged. Um, You know, you are shaping and actively putting your time and energy and efforts into acknowledging this is something I want. And it's not just on the side. This is who I am, right? You're putting that energy in the forefront 
And I promise if you put energy in the forefront with any of your spiritual gifts, interests, or anything you're working on in life, because I, I have the belief that everything is spiritual. You know, we, we have come to life to learn through this realm, through this reality of earth, and everything was constructed based on a spiritual purpose. So the most ludicrous, most ludicrous things are spiritual. Um, I, I do believe, I, I do believe, like, you know, sometimes it's just like a mind puzzle of why, why would earth be quite like this? But I really do think that the physical highlights the spiritual, okay? So anything that you're doing in life, any journey you're taking, I always just encourage, ask for help, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend who has the same interest, have someone with you along the way. The spiritual journey can be a very lonely one. And there's a reason for that because it's all about authenticity. It's all about trusting yourself. And Sometimes you won't find the right teacher. Sometimes you won't find the right friends. Sometimes you won't have the right community around you or the right family around you. There could be a lot of different variables of why things are not honoring you individually. And you have to start to go, hey, these are my boundaries. Hey, this is who I am. And it's non-negotiable. That's a journey within itself. But authenticity and spirituality, they really go hand in hand. And so that's why a lot of healers, a lot of intuitives, they walk the path alone sometimes before they find community. And uh, it doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And uh, I'm just giving that message of encouragement out there. So we're going to go to break in a moment. Um, When we come back, we're going to be talking more about just recommendations, um, where to get started with your journey, and um, more about what's upcoming for next week. And uh, we'll pull some cards for the world energy, and we'll talk about what's going on with that in mind. A lot of people have been tired recently. A lot of people have been like, well, energy is bonkers. We're going to talk about it, okay? So we'll be back in a few, and I'm looking forward to dive into it it with you. I have to practice my Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Production. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this. You will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before being published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. 
Moonbow Publishing and Productions has everything you are looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. Moonbow Publications and Productions, a new kind of publishing company. We're back on the Psychic Hour, WLTKDB. Let's talk radio. Welcome. So psychic development, mediumship development, it's a lifelong journey, okay? And some of my journey is, like I said, with LWISSD, with Lisa Williams School. Also, um, I started my journey with energetic healing, um, getting certified in 20. 12 as a Reiki practitioner and, you know, went all the way to Reiki master teacher and started teaching in 2014. And that was a huge springboard to getting more comfortable in just every element of sensing spirit, working with spirit, learning about myself, learning about others. Everyone has a different style of how they work with energy healing. Reiki is just one. And even within Reiki, there are so many facets. Oh my gosh, that's a separate show. Um, in America, okay, Reiki is all over the world. It started, actually, people think it might have started in China. <laughs> but Asui Reiki, of course, was started in Japan. Um, and then its knowledge and ancient teachings kind of were spread across Asia at, at different periods. And so it was lost other than in the mystery schools or amongst people who were interested in spirituality and had a lot of money. So a lot of these things were just oral traditions. They were spread, they were taught amongst themselves, kept in secret, exclusive. Um, but in Japan, it had like this resurgence, right? With uh, Master Usui. Separate conversation, right? But even with Reiki, with how it came to America or how it came to other countries, it was taught based upon how the teacher taught, okay? So it that sounds like a simple sentence or maybe even a tongue twister, right? <laughs> maybe it's both. Um, but like Reiki itself is... A traditional type of energetic healing, but as it was taught more and more throughout the next teacher to the next teacher, the teacher went, mm, okay, I'm going to emphasize this and maybe we'll emphasize less of that. So it wasn't just a carbon copy onto the next, onto the next. This is exactly what Reiki is. This is exactly what the energy is. Um, the energy does have a signature, but the way that it's taught the way that people learn about it can be really quite different, especially in the United States. Again, separate show to really go into why that is. A lot of people would think, well, how, how can that be? It's, it's Reiki, but oh yeah, it can be. And it's same with like psychic and mediumship. You know, there's so many different ways to connect psychically. And as long as someone is accurate, authentic, um, have integrity, right? And they're talented what they can, with what they can do. Job done. Check. 
Yep. Same with mediumship. Job done, check. There's many different schools on mediumship. I'm sure some of you are familiar with AFC, Arthur Finley College. They have a very different structure of teaching mediumship. Um, they're very evidence-based, which I'm a fan of. Like, my goodness, we, we have to have evidence in this work. But they're very evidence-based and they have certain um, practices with how you begin a reading, how you end a reading, how you acknowledge um, someone as a sitter, um, how you practice, how you prep, how you sit in the power. It's all very um, structured and they want people to work within that structure because they know, hey, for most people it works. So if you want to learn, here's a, way, a, a proven way to do it. Okay, so for AFC, sometimes it's a little too structured for people, but AFC is a fantastic place to learn. Okay. All right. So um, I come from like the background of Reiki. I come from the background of studying through Lisa's school. I come from a background even of NLP. I took an NLP training a couple, gosh, in 2015 is when I first started NLP. And I did that for about two years. So there was various forms of training within that pocket. And it really taught me a lot about how to talk, how to understand people, how to present myself in a certain way. You know, no one's perfect. I'm always learning, you know, how to present myself in a way that honors me truly. And I really do think the radio show is just one piece of that, right? Just because we have knowledge doesn't mean we aren't the student at the same time. Just because we're the teacher doesn't mean, you know, we're just beginning in some ways. So with NLP though, it's all about the study of communication. That's NLP. And so they're studying communication with, you know, what you would think maybe in a social environment, you versus another, but they also study communication between yourself and yourself within your, AKA your consciousness, your subconsciousness and your consciousness. So we have all these things that we believe about ourselves, that we tell ourselves, you know, that shape our intention, our reality, whether, you know, we are confident, whether we are fearful, whether we are ready, whether we are overwhelmed, all those thoughts are built up from our past based on prior experiences of how we feel in the present. And NLP plays upon that with a therapeutic perspective with the one-on-one, -on -one, how we communicate to ourselves, and then also a more social business and um, healing of relationship perspective when it's us versus another. So it could be a family member, it could be a friend, or it could be a boss and how you want to communicate to another clearly effectively and how you learn about other people with how they present themselves whether they are direct or indirect. So the study of communication, yes, it will, NLP, highly recommend it. Again, I'm just talking about the tools in my tool belt, okay? And what made me, me and how I got here today. When I started with NLP, I was just straight up curious. I've been curious about NLP all my life. Um, from when you're a kid watching certain TV shows and they reference it, Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch reality TV when I was a kid. And I don't know if anyone ever watched The Pickup Artist. That was a ridiculous show. But they would like mention all these words. They wouldn't say it was NLP. It was like this dating show, right? They wouldn't say it was NLP, but they would be using 
terminology and languaging of NLP um, to write, be more attractive or to understand social cues with like learning about women or men. And I was like, my gosh, like this is fascinating in itself. Like the applications in just that minimal, you know, pool can be a little selfish at times if that's all you're using NLP for. But, you know, it is used everywhere. And once you understand kind of, again, the terminology or the similarities of how it's applied between how people use it to just be more approachable or to be more understood to help them with what they seek to acquire, it's quite a fascinating modality. My, my goodness. I mean, last thing I'll say on it, because I think it really hits what I'm trying to say home, is presidents are instructed in NLP because it is such an effective way of presenting a speech. It's not only what you say, but it's your body language. It's not only your body language, but it's your tone. Okay. So those all together create a trifecta for really, really um, connecting to an audience or an individual person. So uh, yeah, training in NLP, And then I dove a little bit deeper into Reiki and I started teaching more. Um, I started putting on certifications and trainings. Um, So whether it was one-on-one or or groups, I started around the time I started getting the certifications, I started putting myself out there into the world. And I go, I have all this knowledge. I want to give it out. I want to give it back. So I officially started my business in 2012 and in 2015 I started really advertising and broadcasting my business going hey this is what I'm doing and I'm doing classes now and I'm doing this and that and uh, I'm hosting it here I'm hosting it there that's really where I got a lot of my additional experience with working with different types of people working with different types of environments Um, in different types of situations with how spirituality walks just among us in everyday situations. So put yourself out there. If you want to experience, put yourself out there. There's a million of experiences waiting to meet you. And the more you work with other people, the more you're going to see yourself in them in little ways and go, aha, I don't want that happening to them. So I better not do that to myself. Aha, you know, I wouldn't want that for another person. So let me try to change a little bit of the time or encourage that subtle change within the environment around me or the people that I see on an everyday basis. You become more and more aware of what is healing. You become more and more aware of what is kind. You come, become more and more aware of how to assist and how to hold space. So throughout all my work, like I said, healing, psychic mediumship, NLP, I learned and learned about what was most authentic to myself. So even though I think NLP is great, even though I think it's helpful, and my goodness, that's a show within itself. I could just talk about NLP because there's a boatload of information, just like Reiki. The things I found I was most passionate about were the reading and the healing. 
So a lot of my healings have an aspect of reading within them because that's just naturally who I am and what I'm most passionate about. Okay. And within my journey, I found myself doing a lot of psychic readings and it was just like who just kept seeing me or also like what I felt like at the end of the day, gosh, like that felt really good. That felt really fun. I mean, they, they all do, honestly, but I just started evolving with how I was living my life and what kept calling back to me and what I kept finding myself in with situations um, and it shaped who I was. So with NLP, you can do coaching, but I was like, you know what? I would like to focus on, you know, developing someone with their intuitive understanding. I would like to help assist somebody if they are going through a spiritual or energy understanding about themselves. That's where anything within my coaching realm will, will, will deal with. Um, if we're going to be talking about life, if we're going to be talking about career, if we're going to be talking about relationships, it has to have some underlying element that the person goes, this is how, then it comes back to my core. This is how it comes back to who I am as a person rather than just the problem. And so that's how spirituality, like whether it's like the coaching aspect or just the development aspect of it, that's something different in itself, a coach versus intuitive development classes, different, similar, but different. It has an element where everything means something, everything has purpose, and it goes back to the individual, right? Not that it's the individual's responsibility per se with everything that meets them in life. Yeah, you could argue that, but it's like, hey, what did that mean to you? And not everyone is going to want to look at that, and not everyone needs that in certain coaching styles, okay? So, Everything that I do has that spiritual energy element. And that's what makes me the happiest. That, that's what makes me feel most alive. That's where I kept coming back to within my life. And that's why I'm here. Huzzah, right? <laughs> so there you go. Um, I want to talk about, too, what's going on within the world. The world has had such interesting energy lately. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. Take a drink for it, right? Some good old tea. I like to keep my tea bag in. Not everyone does. I think sometimes, like, I serve people some tea and I go, oh, I better remove the tea bag because I just like my tea to seep and just become really just full bodied. I just love it. And the air's so dry today. I don't know why. Yesterday and today, such dry air trying to combat it as I go. Um, so yeah, the world energy has been up and down and floppy, as you can say. Um, some people are attributing it to solar flares. That's a theory. So we're just talking about theories here. Some people believe it's because of the Pluto energies. Um, Pluto's in transit. Uh, and Pluto represents like systems, you know, family energy, institutions, um, generational energy, uh, energy much bigger than just the individual. It's like very hardcore collective energy. Um, and when Pluto comes up, it's about 
clearing old patterns and making way for new patterns. Pluto deals with death. And, and, and really in spirituality, death is just about change and one phase to the next. Okay. So, uh, you know, within the world, I mean, my goodness, we'll, we'll reference the world for a moment because it, 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 we are in the world. Um, Ukraine, like what a way to highlight how old systems are being tested, are being um, looked at, um, and how people are standing up and saying, yeah, we know we're not going to let this happen. Um, even though the oppressors are saying, hey, this is how it was before. And, you know, this is how we're trying to make it right now. So there's universal themes at play within this Pluto energy. And the individual themes, they're going to apply collectively to our families with generational energy, but we might be feeling like anger, sadness, we might be feeling like really spacey, we might be feeling kind of mixed up emotionally. And, and that's because there's a lot of things rising to the surface and saying, hey, look at me, hey, look at me. And that can happen um, collectively for people at the same time. So there's a lot of wondering why people have been so tired. Um, yes, people have been just tired lately in general, but with February especially. Um, my goodness, the number one thing I can say is it all goes back to taking care of yourself. Sleep, food, meditation. I highly recommend salt baths. Salt baths, salt baths, salt baths. They're full of negative ions. They ground you salt, okay? Whether it's in a bath, whether you have salt around like a salt lamp where there's negative ions being pumped in the air. Salt. Oh my good goodness, it cleanses. The soil naturally and the air has a lot of negative ions in it. We are not outside as much as we used to be outside. We are largely indoor dwelling on our laptops, TVs, doing work, right? We're not getting our, our balance with our biology the same way. And when we don't have our balance, our grounding with our biology, we can feel very unbalanced and we are prone to being very stressed, right? Because our, our equilibrium is just not where it's at to catch, right? The irregularity or the volatility. And there's been a lot of emotional volatility in the air. That's just a fact. And um, so, gosh, salt bath, number one tip. Um, and finding a place where you can shed energy, you know, whether it's on a walk, whether um, water helps me a lot with shedding energy, whether like, you know, I'm rinsing my face or I'm taking a shower or even washing my hands, you know, or like using my, my, my hands as tools where I'm just brushing off energy. Frequently throughout the day, I'll feel like, wow, I have an accumulation of energy and it can feel very like physical on the body. I can feel like a very busy mind, right? You just have like a lot of like wah, wah up here or you feel like a lot of emotions, like, wow, I feel really emotional. That means something is swelling and surfacing. So it's really important whether we walk 
we um, sit in meditation or we siphon off energy, whether in the shower or stretching or moving, because when we're moving, we're moving energy, okay? When we are sitting for too long or when we're thinking about a certain thing for too long or doing a certain thing for too long, what happens is the body is made to move, the mind's made to move, the emotions are made to move and your body and, you know, your energy will go, okay, what, what next? There's a little bit too much of that. And sometimes the little bit too much of that feeling can come from the energy you collected, whether it's world energy, whether it's family energy, there could be a lot of stress in the family, whether it's friendship energy or it could be business energy, like, gosh, I really need that decision right now. Why is it taking so long? Or I really need some clarification on this topic. Your energy is working overtime on different levels because it's wondering about certain things. We all do it. We're wondering what's happening with mom. We're wondering what's happening with our friend. We're wondering if a business deal is going to go through. Maybe we're, you know, going for a walk while we're doing it. Maybe we are at work while we're doing it, but certain parts of our energy are just running online in the background. And when they run for too long, or when we're getting too much surplus, the body starts breaking down. So I'm just talking about this because I know a lot of people have been a little bit more stressed lately. Take a break for yourself. You know, wind it down. Simplify, simplify, simplify. That's what will make everything easier. Simplify. It's just like, don't, don't overdo your day self-care, and you will think clearer. When things are not messy, chaotic, things are clearer and more simple. And that's, you know, that's that's just the advice at the end of the day, you know? It's like, how can we do? What can we do? Simplify. Take care of your energy and simplify. That's my advice. Okay. So I'm going to read um, some comments. Um, someone was talking about how intention and um, humility play a huge part in working psychically, that it's a gift to cherish. Oh, cool. It's up on the screen. Learning about how everything is going. I love how they can just post it on the screen where everyone can see it. It's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. I get a kick out of it. I like the little things, right? feels like a big thing, but I, I do. I like the little things. And um, so, yeah. Please, if you have any questions, some people are saying like, hello, some people are just like leaving comments, but yeah, please post your questions, right? This is definitely a show where we can maximize it. Um, so Nicole was talking about the intention and humility and absolutely, um, intention is everything in life, okay? When we are, you know, I think a great example is aiming an arrow. If you don't aim an arrow before you fling it, it's going to go anywhere and everywhere. We have to aim our arrow to know where our energy is going to go. We have to cast our net. Yeah. And so you, I, everyone has to wake up and go, what do I want? And on our journey to what we want, we find what we need, right? the more we understand the underlining layers of why something looked incredible because it actually represented something else we needed. But that intention 
that's our guidance system. My goodness. Sometimes, you know, you ask a friend or a family member, like, hey, like, well, what do you want to do today? Right. And, you, you know, like, it's like, I don't know. Or sometimes it's like, well, what do you want for dinner? Well, I, I don't know. Right. And it's just like, uh, it's, it's simple. Right. But it showcases that our energy is not lined up, ready to go in those, those, those areas. And, and really like, Sometimes we don't need it. Sometimes we can just write if it's like just food or something like that. It's not as important. But for the more important things where we want to build our life, grow, where we want to go, why am I not from A to B, right? I'm so frustrated. It doesn't have to be the perfect intention. It just has to be an intention. It has to just be something from the heart, something that you're curious about, okay? and go find it. Or even better, sometimes life just meets you with it, like package delivered. But it was all because of that intention. All right. So um, intention, what a powerful thing with an energy. I talked about humility. Humility is so important when it comes to um, spirituality, because we're serving a purpose greater than ourselves. Also, spirituality, it comes from the collective. The collective knows something greater than what we could possibly know. The collective is an intelligence, whether you believe it to be the universe, God, a deity, or your higher self, okay? It's an amalgamation of a bunch of knowledge within the universe, things that are far beyond our comprehension with, you know, our brain, or even just our current spiritual knowledge. Just imagine like a thousand, um, you know, Kellys or a thousand of you or a million of you, and you put all your heads together and you share the knowledge. Your IQ and your reach would be incredible compared to just one version of you, right? And so the collective is just like this amalgamation, this, this powerhouse of potential um, and understanding. And when you connect to something greater than yourself, like the divine, such as that, you get messages that aren't from your own brain. You get messages that aren't from a logical place in your own thoughts or even your own feelings. Like you are the channel, you are the vessel. And you have to surrender your your thoughts. You have to surrender, you know, how you want that session to go, how you want that event to go. If you are being a representative for the universe or if you're being a representative for a spirit, if you're being a representative for feeling energy and sharing the energy of a situation because you as a messenger are for another person or for a group and you are the messenger. <laughs> that is, that is your role. You're not the star. You're not the, the medium. And you know, it all works because you're here. No, you are one part of it. You've just trained yourself to be the messenger. And so it wouldn't, none of it would work. None of it would work. You, you know, if someone was a fisherman and they're casting out their net, they're really good fishermen. There's no fish in the sea. If there's nothing in the sea to catch, it doesn't work. 
You know what I mean? So it's just, you have to be humble and you have to turn off, you have to turn off your mind and you have to really let go of yourself. And that's hard to do. That's something that an intuitive, a healer is always learning how to let go of the self. When we are done working, we have to get back into ourselves because that's healthy. We have to manage our energy. If we are so used to reading other people, if we are so used to helping or healing other people and our intention and our focus is constantly on other people, our own energy, our own body will break down because we are not putting the intention on healing ourselves, understanding ourselves, tending to ourselves. So, um, you know, there can be an imbalance when somebody is too, I guess, humble within their life, right? They, they need to give the gifts to themselves. They need to give back to themselves. There's a balance that needs to happen in life. But when you are working with spirit, when you are working with energy for another person, you have to be in that selfless space. You have to be. It can only go so far if you're not. So intention and humility goes largely working and being a psychic. So absolutely. Thank you for that comment. I think that like highlighted something very important. So really the number one thing I think in all of this work and what I really want to share with you is it's all about managing your energy. Whether it's meditation, whether it's understanding about spirit, whether about it's understanding about your own body. My goodness, like our bodies are spiritual vessels. They're not just physical vessels. They're spiritual vessels. They're the vessel which spirit sits. Our soul sits within our body, within our body, and it radiates past our body, our aura, you know? Our physicality and how well we take care of ourselves can actually help or inhibit readings. Um, Sometimes within a reading, well, yeah, I think this is good to talk about. Sometimes within a reading, if you have, let's say, a migraine or if you're sick, when you're in the height of the reading or when you're building at the beginning of the reading, it's crazy. All those symptoms go away. You know, you could have a sniffly nose and it just goes away because you are aligned with an energy that is just so congruent and so knowing that it's almost like your body (laughs) kind of just knows how to be in that moment and things just align itself. Really interesting, right? But when the reading ends, you'll go back to your sniffling state. You'll go back to maybe having a headache. Sometimes your headache will go away. Sometimes your backache will go away, right? And this is due to like a physical reason because maybe like Right. Maybe you bent over the wrong way, grabbing an apple out of the refrigerator. You know, maybe you, you, uh, you know, went, huh? When someone asked you a question a little bit too fast, your neck is like, Rip. um, but in that moment, like the potential of what spirit gives and does to us is like, whoa. And that's, I think that highlights why, um, energetic healing is so possible because you are, you know, you're bridging that to another person for, let's say, 45 minutes to an hour plus. Um, Yowza, right? But going back to the physical, you know, I'm always working on strengthening my physical body. I definitely feel that, you know, I'm much more sensitive 
with my physical body. Certain foods really offset me. Um, if I don't go for walks routinely, I get back aches. Um, if I don't sleep well or eat at a certain time, my body just goes, wah, 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 wah. It gets imbalanced quite easily if I don't physically tend to myself. If that makes sense. You know, our body constitution is all different. Some of us have a lot of physical energy. Some of us have a lot of emotional energy or mental energy or come with a spiritual energy. You know, they're just able to kind of like channel a little bit easier than the rest of us. Um, they are more in tune to um, what is going on, not just physically, but kind of with the energy in a room or a person, or they're able to communicate with spirit at a younger age more easily because they have a lot of natural spiritual makeup. Um, everyone comes into the world with a different makeup. And um, at the end of the day, our body is our tool in, uh, in how to connect with spirit. Yes, we can leave our body sometimes in meditation and in sleep, and we can connect with spirit, loved ones, we can get lessons. But when, if you ever want to read, if you ever want to heal, you have to show up with your body to the appointments, or you have to be present in the moment with your body communicating with the person, even if it's on Zoom, and go, hey, hi, I'm here, right? And for, to get from A to B, you got to take care of your body. Um, you do. Like we use different tools within reading sometimes, like, you know, numerology or cards per se. And that is a tool. You got to practice with your tools. You got to know your tools. Well, ultimately, as you're reading the cards, as you're reading the numbers, as you're reading whatever you use, like runes, for instance, your body is a tool as you're even reading and using the tools. How quickly you perceive the card, the number, is, is, is based on kind of how perky your brain is, right? Um, that's the number one thing I just want to go back to. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. And a lot of people have been, you know, feeling really out of it. So that's the message of the week really, really go back. If you, if you want to get more balanced with your spirituality this month, call back your body and, um, you, you will see the results of feeling more centered emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for it. So with that said, I'm going to pull just a couple cards for the collective. It's going to be for the collective energy. Cause we have been talking about the collective energy, um, and just for the week. And we will end on that note. Um, let's do it. Okay. So for now, I got the journey card. That's the present. So we really feel, I think, as a collective with, you know, 20, 20 really, you know, shaking us, waking us up, um, making us go about things differently, right? What do we really want? A, a lot of people more than ever you know, left their jobs. Um, people can't get people to come back to work. 
um, where they're like, gosh, like I'm really feeling I need a change. Like I have to do things differently. We are smack dab in the realization of the journey. Make your intentions. Align your mind. The energy is high, so it's so high, it will make you feel queasy if you're not in alignment with yourself. But it's also so high that if you make your intention, that that manifestation will come way quicker than it has years prior. So know that you're smack dab and aware on the journey. I, I got the cards purity and relationship flanking it. And really what it makes me feel is when you go back to understanding the relationship of yourself and you get to the purity of that, you know, as you peel back the layers of yourself and you go back to, well, why is this? Why am I here in my, in, in my life? Why are these people doing this to me? Why am I so angry lately? You start to get the ahas, the ahas of the past and the understanding of the past. And it will all become so simple. And it all will become actually a lot more calmer and of grace the more and more we go back to the relationship, the, re the relationship with self. There's also a card that comes up of difficulty. And it's about, you know, where our mind is at or what we tell ourselves. And when we're in that area of contemplation, understanding, when we're in that area of sitting in the power or meditation or doing even self-healing or child work, we get moments where it's like, that's not real. That's not true. Or our thoughts are too busy to even center ourselves. Hold strong with your intention. Hold strong with knowing that you are stronger than the storm you are in or the storm that is around you testing you. Your soul is the heart of the storm. and Your heart can guide you. Your intention can guide you where you need to go. You just have to have the strong enough relationship with your compass, yourself, your intention. Simple and sweet, but that is what comes up when I connect to the collective, connecting back to our purity of who we are. And to do that, we have to have a relationship with ourselves, not just a relationship with our friends, family, or our job. We have to have a relationship with ourselves and to really feel what is real within ourselves. We have a lot of self-doubt. We have a lot of self-fear. We have a lot of conflicts and distractions. And to be stronger than those, not because we know exactly what to do, not because we're going to get all the right answers, but in the difficulty of figuring out what do I want to do and where do I want to go next? Knowing that you showed up and you had the relationship with yourself to return back to the truth, the purity of why you're even there in the first place, why we're here in this moment on earth, on the journey, together, individually. You showed up, and that's your intention to create your why and the next step. So with that said, as we're all looking for the next step, as we're all looking to get back to who we are, I wish you well in the journey, and I will see you next week. Next week with Diet Renee, next week talking about her journey to inspire you with yours. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. Have a wonderful afternoon.